Right, it's good to sing praises, isn't it? And uh, because it's an expression of our hearts towards our loving Heavenly Father. He's expressed his love towards us in that he sent Jesus to die in our place. So it's only right and proper. And we would want to express our gratitude to God, wouldn't we? Isn't that what praise is, really? It's thankful for all that God has done for us in Jesus. If you're not a Hebrew scholar, the word gyra that we were using for God means provider. God is our provider. And uh, it's good to know that he provides for every part of our life. Whatever circumstances we're going through, God wants to be there with us and is with us so that we can trust him for that. As you know, we're looking at the moment at the orchard, the idea of the fruit of the Spirit being uh, a fruit that can grow in us because the Holy Spirit is within us. It's, uh, as Alini taught us last week, it's the fruit, not the fruits of the Spirit, it's the fruit of the Spirit. There's just one fruit. And that illustration of the orange with all its segments um, shows us something of what it's like. The Holy Spirit has lots of segments that he wants us to share in and to experience. And that is what we read of in Galatians 5 as the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, etc. That God wants us to enjoy and uh, use in our service to him. And today we're looking at peace, the place of peace. And see how we can be in a place of peace. Now peace is is a funny word really. It has lots of shades of meaning. And uh, in our New Testament, which is mainly in Greek, there's lots of Greek words that we translate peace because we haven't got all the words they've got in their vocabulary that we've got in ours. And so there's all sorts of things that speak about contentment and uh, uh, lack of worry and uh, provision and all those sorts of things. And there's a different word that we interpret as peace. But the thing is that all those words and what they mean, they're all good. And they're all positive things. They're all the sorts of things we would want to experience in our life. And certainly as we go through the ups and downs of life, life is never steady and on a plane, is it? It's always the ups where we're really great and enjoying life. But sadly, there's always the downs as well, the bits that we struggle through, but are able to get through because God is with us. And uh, it, it isn't God's purpose, I don't believe, to get rid of those downs because they are what shape our character and also draw us closer to our Father. And so it's important that we have the downs as well as the ups because we're inclined then to seek help and seek support and seek the love and seek provision for our needs at that time, which might be, I don't know, emotional support. It might be all sorts of things. It may be practical support as well. But whatever it might be, God is there and he's our provider. Jehovah Jireh, our provider. And uh, so we're looking at peace and how God provides us with peace as we need it in our life. I also want to share with you that uh, the fruit of the Spirit, uh, which is demonstrated in those nine things listed in Galatians, um, they're all things that God provides us with, but we also have a part in acquiring these and getting them to be a part of our life. It's like everything um, that we uh, 
get from God. I just want to look at uh, one verse which you will know. What's one of the most famous words in the scriptures? I'll give you a clue. John's Gospel. Could that be it? <laughs> For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Uh, the reason I put that up because it demonstrates to us uh, how life works really and we see God loved the world, that's you and me, so much that he gave his one and only son. And that is for the purpose that Jesus could come and demonstrate God's love to us, not only in his life, but especially in his death, because his death as our substitute are what allow us to come to God and to join the family of God. But in the second half of the verse, it's whoever believes in him. So God loved the world, that's everyone, so much that he sent his one and only son so that uh, they will not perish but have eternal life. So that's wonderful. Everybody in the world has got their sins forgiven. God's forgiveness is broad, it's for everybody. But we have a part to play. It only becomes active and effective in our lives as we believe. It's an act of faith on our part. And all the things that we read in the scripture that God provides us with and has in place for us to build our lives, to give us encouragement and uh, to give us peace and everything else has to come by this uh, God's power to do it but our part to play in receiving it and making it active in our own lives, whether it's love, joy, peace, patience, or whatever it is, we have a part to play in making that a part of our life and effective in the way that we live. And uh, so that's why that's there, just to demonstrate that, that we're in partnership with God and God wants to bless us, but we, in faith, have to receive things. And I want us to look at uh, a verse in the Psalms. Uh, Old Testament, obviously, turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. That's the part we play as the Holy Spirit has peace for us. We need to seek it out and pursue it or go after it. Work out how we can achieve it with God and experience it. And so it's a, it's a partnership, really, working it out so we can have peace. And the, the, the thing is, we often have peace if things are going well, if we're living a good life, we're experienced blessing, we're experienced provision, everything's good, prices are going down instead of going up. <laughs> We've got peace. But life isn't like that, is it? We're in a fallen world, and uh, there is the downs as well. Prices do go up. Petrol is extortionate. There are pandemics. And all these things are, are a part of the natural world, natural fallen world, that they happen and we have to cope with. But God has made provision for us, his family, to have his peace in spite of those things. Not instead of those things, they don't disappear, but it's having peace in the anxieties, in the pressures, 
in the negative things that happen to us in our life, we can have the peace of God. So seek peace and pursue it. Now I know that's an Old Testament verse. And uh, therefore, one might say, well, in the Old Testament, they didn't have the Holy Spirit, so that's why they had to seek it for themselves and pursue it. But the truth is, God knew we might think that. And so Peter, in his first letter, wrote this. They must turn from evil and do good. They must seek peace and pursue it. It's just as much a word for the present as it was for the past. It's just as much a word for us in Christ as it was for those before Christ. And uh, it's uh, great that God repeats himself sometimes. And the truth is, God often has to repeat himself because we forget. We let things slip from our minds and we uh, get into old ways, old thoughts and old situations and makes us uh, feel down again. So we need to keep buoying ourselves up. And one of the ways to do that, of course, is to spend time with God. God's a father. He loves to be with his children. And uh, we can spend time with him. It's a great favour of God, isn't it? To give us the opportunity to spend time with him, to have fellowship with him, to talk with him, to listen to him, and to understand more about the mechanics of life as we walk with God. And that's our partnership with God in life as believers and as children of God, that he can share his love with us in many ways. And uh, the truth is that when we seek God about things, maybe we are going through a bad situation and uh, we're not getting peace in our life and so we seek peace. The, the way to seek peace is not to seek for the feeling or experience of peace. The thing to do is experience the presence of the peacemaker. Our searching and our reaching out is to the one who is the God of all peace, as Romans, or as Paul put it to the Romans, he is the God of all peace. So in the difficult situations, just don't seek for a solution from God, seek God, and he'll bring this solution to pass. We let God have the answer, but we come to it and trust that he will bring us through it and things will be good. And also if you think about in the book of Isaiah, Isaiah called Jesus the Prince of Peace. Well if the Father is the God of all peace, surely his Son is going to be the Prince of Peace. And so we have the kings on our side and his son is on our side and his son does the bidding of the father and that's why Jesus came and died on the cross for us so that we can know peace through him. Seek God who is the God of all peace. Seek Jesus who is the Prince of Peace and peace will become our nature because children have the nature of their parents and if we get more and more involved with God and more in tune with God, our nature will become more like God. And uh, therefore, these things 
will be uh, a part of our life. We'll be living up there instead of very often down there. The truth is we oscillate, don't we? we? We're there some days. The sun's shining. Whoa, I'm there. I want to go to the beach. It's raining. Oh, I don't like this. Can't do anything. Not good. The truth is, in all of those things, the good things, the things that aren't so good, God is constant. His love doesn't go up and down with the weather. It doesn't go up and down with anything. It's us that go up and down. If we could be more constant, because God is constant, then we wouldn't be troubled by so many of the things that get in the way of us having a quiet life. Another um, couple of verses I want us to look at in Isaiah. Now, Isaiah is one of the Old Testament prophets. And uh, in, in, in fact, he wrote the, the longest book in the Bible, apart from Psalms, is Isaiah. The most chapters in any book is written by Isaiah. And he mentions 30 times in his prophecies the word peace and the importance of peace in our lives. And here he says, you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. In some interpretations of the scriptures, it says, whose minds are stayed on you. Keep your minds focused on God, not on the problems, not on the issues you want to deal with. Keep our minds steadfast and trust in the Lord for the Lord is the rock. God doesn't change. He's the rock. He's unchangeable, so we need to trust him, and he will keep us then in perfect peace. That's a promise. God's promises can be relied on. They're not like us. <laughs> We're fickle, but God isn't. And uh, if he says something, then he will do it as we uh, reach out and receive it and believe that the Lord will do it. One of the greatest people that we read about in scripture and who gave us most of the New Testament is of course, of course Paul and uh, Paul was an exponent of peace and uh, I just want to share a few scriptures from 2 Corinthians this was Paul's life we may think because Paul was committed to God and he uh, did a lot of travelling well maybe you like travelling he did a lot of travelling, visited a lot of countries and uh, met a lot of people. And he shares with the Corinthians in his second chapter, beginning at verse 23, something about his life. And uh, this is what it reads. The print. <laughs> it's so small. Here you are. Are they servants of Christ? I am out of my mind to talk like this. I am more. I have worked much harder been in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely, been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I've been constantly on the move. I've been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my own countrymen, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, and in danger from false prophets and false brothers. 
I've labored and toiled, and I've often gone without sleep. I've known hunger and thirst, and I've often gone without food. I've been cold and naked. Besides everything else, I face daily the pressures of my concern for all the churches. He had a difficult life. I think that's what he's saying. Things weren't easy. And yet, in every one of his letters, Paul wrote um, 13 letters, which make up most of our New Testament. At the beginning of every letter, within the first three verses, he says to them, uh, grace and peace to you. This guy, being through all this, and yet he could say to us, I pass on to you what I've experienced, if you like, grace and peace. Grace and peace oozed out of him in spite of the pressures he was living under. It's, uh, in my opinion, these things that uh, Paul went through are his thorn in the flesh. You know, it says he had a thorn in the flesh which he asked God to remove and God didn't. And I, I believe it was all the trials and all these things that he had to go through. And uh, because God was going to be with him. In, back in Acts chapter 9, where you will recall that Paul became a Christian after he'd been a persecutor of Christians, and uh, Ananias had to go to him to uh, pray for him for his, to, so that he could receive his sight and commission him for the task ahead. God said to Ananias, I'll show Paul all the things he's going to suffer for my name. So Paul had a warning right at the beginning of his ministry that things weren't going to be easy. And sometimes things aren't easy. Life can be a struggle. Even Christian life can be a struggle sometimes because we care about people. We're anxious for people. We want people to know Jesus. We want people to be a part of the family of God. And uh, so we want to struggle, but we want them to know Jesus. And so God commissioned Paul, who had uh, done a lot of those horrible things to other people, to now to suffer that in his life and through it to exude peace because God was with him. His life was a testimony of the peace of God in one of his children, one of God's children. And uh, so I, I think that's brilliant that he, in spite of everything, that he went through could actually uh, do that. We've been there, haven't we? Ah, this is what Paul said to the Philippians. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The peace of God, which is above all the things that you're going through, will be there and will keep you close to Christ. So peace is there in spite of what's happening in our circumstances, in spite of what's happening in the world, in spite of wars and rumours of wars and all these things. God has provided for our peace. That provision, of course, is in Jesus the scriptures are important to teach us all sorts of things. And right from the beginning to the end of the scriptures that we have, 
we have recorded in the scriptures 329 times the word peace. So it, it's a big topic, it's a big thing. Peace is mentioned that many times to keep reminding us, because we forget, don't we? You know, we see things and we uh, experience things and we go through things and we let it slip from our mind. Well, God didn't want it to slip and that's why he's mentioned it that many times in the scriptures. So if you read your scriptures regularly, you should be reminded that God is a God of peace and we as his children can experience the peace of God which passes all understanding and brings us close to him. Whatever we're going through, we can go through it because he has partnered with us. Sometimes he miraculously delivers us from the things that are pulling us down. But sometimes we go through it and he uses us to draw us closer to him and to teach us lessons in our life so that our life is stronger and we can be more committed and more uh, experienced, if you like, to support others and to share with others. I've missed something, but don't, don't worry. Shalom. The Old Testament word for peace, if you like. Uh, in the New Testament, there's lots of Greek words. In the Old Testament, the Hebrew word is shalom. And uh, shalom is uh, peace, the peace of God. And to remind themselves, uh, one of the Jewish greetings is when they meet another Jew, their greeting is Shalom Alechem. Shalom Alechem, if you like. A peace to you. And the response is always, Alechem Shalom. And to you, peace. Try it. Speak to somebody. Say, Shalom Alechem. <laughs> I hope they replied. <laughs> See, it's not difficult, is it? <laughs> we can... We can pass on peace in our conversations when you meet somebody. Shalom, halachem, and halachem, shalom, and to you, peace. Because uh, the meaning of peace, or the meaning of the word shalom, if I can get it up, I think it's there, isn't it? No. Okay. I'll tell you. Ah, here we are. This is what shalom means. Peace, harmony, wholeness, completeness, prosperity, welfare, tranquility. Do you want a bit of that? Yeah, we'll have a bit of that. So, (laughs) So, let's remember the shalom of God is that. And we can help by sometimes passing that on to others, sharing the peace, the harmony, and everything that comes with it. As you speak words to people, words are powerful. Words can enter a person's mind and their heart. And uh, if we can share the shalom of God with people, it's better than saying, hello, how are you? There's nothing wrong with that, mind you, but (laughs) it, it has more meaning and more power behind it because it's by the power of God. So, the, the lessons in this uh, thoughts about peace, really, is uh, if you want peace, don't spe- seek a solution. Seek the God of all peace, 
the Prince of Peace, because they have the solutions, they will work things out, they will bring us through all the situations. They won't necessarily remove the situation, but they'll bring us through it. So we shall have triumph and be stronger as we go on with God. So the fruit of the Spirit is peace. The shalom of God, which provides us with all these positive things. Let's continue to live in the peace of God and also to share the peace of God with others. When you meet somebody, share the peace of God. Don't join in the grumbling and the complaining. Share the peace of God, which passes understanding. Let's just pray. Father, we thank you that you are the exponent of peace and you're the God of all peace. We thank you that we can trust you with our lives and we thank you. You want us to experience all the good and the positive things that come from you as God, our provider. So Lord, help us to live in the good of your promises and in the blessings that come from reading your word so that we can constantly trust you and uh, come through our difficulties uh, feeling stronger and more able to cope in the future. Lord, you're our God of peace. Jesus, you're our Prince of Peace. And we honour you and thank you for your glory. Amen.